You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having an outstanding start to your Labor Day weekend. I know I mentioned that yesterday, but for those who may still have had to have worked yesterday, if you still have to work today, just hey. I hope you have a very productive day, but it's also a great day because a long weekend is ahead and Braves baseball is certainly going to be a part of that. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Of course, you can find the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the Daily Hammer all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN on all forms of social media, free on all podcast platforms, wherever you enjoy listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button to get all the latest content when it comes to the Braves. And when it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this, that the Braves, we were hoping we were going to be carrying some momentum through the first three games of this series against the Phillies. The Braves have won two out of three, Tuesday and Wednesday night, the offense had put together arguably the best three-game stretch that, that we had seen from this offense so far this season. Three straight games of 10-plus hits. Austin Riley was starting to get hot again. We were seeing plenty of power. We were seeing plenty of opportunities for the Braves to put run-scoring opportunities in place. And unfortunately, the Braves could not carry it over to Thursday night. A couple of different reasons for that were that unfortunately, as as we discussed when it came to Ronald Acuna Jr., he once again was out of the lineup as the Braves are being cautious with an, another, you know, day-to-day type injury with his quad. You know, it, it was announced last night that in terms of the game tonight, the start of the series against the Marlins in Atlanta, it's likely Acuna won't be in the lineup again. Marcelo Zuna was a late scratch from the lineup. He's been pretty productive as of late. He had an abdominal injury. So the Braves had to do some shuffling when it came to their lineup. And then beyond that, the other thing is is that they just ran ran into a buzzsaw that was Aaron Nola. You know, we've seen at times during his career with the Phillies, Aaron of the Braves, you know, can get to Aaron Nola at times, but we've also seen him be quite dominant. 8.1 innings pitch last night. 10 strikeouts, 5 hits, no walks. Aaron Nola was simply on his game until the ninth inning, and the Braves, unfortunately, could not t- just could not figure him out. Now, on the flip side of things, though the Braves lost 4 to nothing, and yes, overall their offense was very much you know quieted from the previous three games of the series, a couple of encouraging things, and, and that's where we are. Last night, I'm not going to ride it off, to completely ban the fact that Aaron Nola was just dominant last night. The Braves had a few chances. They just couldn't convert. 
But I will say that with how the Braves' offense has been performing as of late, a little bit more positive. The Braves have gotten off to a 4-3 and three start in this stretch of games, this favorable stretch of the season, So and, and they're now 4-3 and three over their past seven games against NL East opponents. It could be worse, could be better, but there are some positives to build off of. One of those positives continues to be Kyle Wright. Six and two-thirds innings pitch last night. He only gave up, he gave up three earned runs in the box score. But of course, the main reason why that occurred was because of a bad pitch left up in the zone by Will Smith. We'll discuss that in just a moment. But Kyle Wright, six and two-thirds innings pitch, five strikeouts, two walks. Again, he gave up three earned runs, but it was due to a bad pitch by Will Smith. But here's the big kicker. Kyle Wright, now 50 innings into this season. I'm not saying that this now, that we've now seen Kyle Wright turn from a pitcher who multiple times early in his career just could not figure it out in the majors to now he's one of the best pitchers in the National League. But what I will say is this. We're seeing some indicators now a quarter of the way through the season, now 50 innings into the season, we're seeing some indicators that Kyle Wright is having success that can be sustained. Right now, in terms of major league pitchers, Kyle Wright is in the top five of ERA as well as FIP. But here, to me, is the really, really encouraging sign. The only two pitchers right now who, who have pitched, you know, a qualified amount of innings, if you will, the only two pitchers right now who, in terms of being qualified, they've pitched enough innings to qualify for Major League Awards. Of the 57 starters who have thrown that many innings so far this year, only two starters have a ground ball percentage of 50% or more while also having a strikeout rate of 10 or more strikeouts per nine innings. That Shane McClanahan of the Tampa Bay Rays, who's continuing, you know, building off his 2021 to have another breakout version of 2022, but also Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright is one of only two pitchers right now who has a ground ball percentage of 50% or more, as well as a strikeout rate of 10 or more per nine innings. What that tells me is that Kyle Wright is doing a very good job of not only missing bats, but when the batters are making contact, over half the time, it's on the ground. So in other words, there are multiple ways in which Kyle Wright is effectively limiting the production of opposing lineups. And if and that's been the key to Kyle Wright forever. If he could figure out how during games to have multiple ways of being able to limit the productivity of the opposition, his natural stuff would be able to shine. And that's exactly what he's doing. Now, as he makes it through teams once, twice, we'll see if this maintains. But right now, not only is Kyle Wright effectively being able to miss bats, his strikeout rate has dropped a bit, you know, since the start of the season, but he also is lead, is working enough of his stuff to get ground balls. A great example is when Kyle Wright was able, with the bases loaded and no one out, Kyle Wright was able to induce a strikeout, and then he got Bryce Harper to ground into a double play using his changeup. So Kyle Wright is figuring that it out, and the result is the numbers show he has multiple ways in which he effectively is limiting opponents, and it's at least putting the Braves in the position to win games more often than not, while also allowing Kyle Wright to be dominant so far many times this season. And the biggest thing of all, those are two very good indications that Kyle Wright can sustain his success 
as time goes on. But of course, the other takeaway from last night is that we're starting to see a bit of the 2021 version of Will Smith. It's a roller coaster ride, and unfortunately right now, it's leading to some big-time hits for the opposition that are coming at, you know, less than ideal times for the Braves. I don't necessarily think his usage will go back down, but it may be interesting to see if A.J. Minter perhaps becomes the number one lefty in the most, you know, high leverage situations for the Braves and friendly Kenley Jansen. We'll see what occurs. I think Will Smith obviously maintains his late inning status, especially with Tyler Matzik out of the picture for right now. But the hope is, is that when it comes to high leverage situations, we may start to see A.J. Minter more. So, yes, not the most encouraging development for the Braves when it came to a 4-0 loss, but highly encouraging to see Kyle Wright continue to perform at the level that he's performing. And it's starting to seem it could be sustainable for the foreseeable future. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's going to be a weekend of deja vu for the Braves in a couple of different ways as they welcome the Marlins to Truist Park for the second straight weekend. They'll be facing the Marlins. Now, obviously, last weekend... They faced the Marlins in Miami, were able to take two out of three. Last Sunday, Sandy Alcantara, who has, you know, like Kyle Wright, been one of the better pitchers in the National League so far this season. Sandy Alcantara just was on his game last Sunday, and the Braves couldn't figure him out. But the Braves were able to get two out of three against the Marlins. And the thing is, is that we're actually going to see the same three pitchers that pitched for the Marlins last weekend pitch this weekend. It's going to be Taylor Rogers on the mound for the Marlins on Friday night. And then a little bit of a switch up. Sandy Alcantara will pitch Saturday. And then Alicia Hernandez Hernandez will pitch on Sunday. For the Braves, it's going to be Ian Anderson tonight against Taylor Rogers. It'll be Tucker Davidson against Sandy Alcantara. And it will also be Max Reed versus Hernandez. So a couple of different narratives to watch for this weekend. Can the Braves Now that they're going to see the same Marlins pitchers for the second straight weekend, can it work to their favor to be able to see these same pitchers once again in the hopes that their offense will be able to pick back up like it did earlier this week against the Phillies and get some early run support for their starters? That's going to be one thing to watch. Obviously, the other thing to watch is Ian Anderson. Can he continue his impressive stretch of starts? Now, four to five starts in which, you know, yes, he's he's been at the level of at least putting the Braves in a position to win, to being rather dominant at times. He's turned his season around, you know, I won't say quite well. He's, he's definitely not up to par from what we've seen at times in the past, but he is definitely better than he was in April, and it's allowed for the Braves to consistently be competitive in his starts. It'll be fun to see two young pitchers between him and Rodgers pitch tonight. And then the other thing when it comes to the Braves, in my opinion, as far as their pitching staff goes, can Tucker Davidson, who has one very good start when he got his first career in against the Brewers, and then a, a pretty forgettable start this past Monday against the Phillies, can he either... Put it in another claim to where he can keep the fifth starter role at least for some time, 
Or is he potentially going to struggle, have another bad outing, and then the Braves once again have to figure out who's going to potentially stick in that fifth starter role? A lot could be riding on Tucker Davidson's start on Saturday night, so it'll be interesting to see if he could put together a plan to get through the Marlins lineup a few times and be able to, to at least put the Braves again in a position to win. But here's the other really big key. So we know the starting rotation has, has started to figure it out. Max Reed and Kyle Wright are two of the top 15 pitchers in at least the National League, arguably the majors right now. Charlie Morton is up and down right now, but he is to the point of doing what he needs to do to where if the offense is going like it should, he's going to keep the Braves in games. Ian Anderson has turned it around as well. So overall, the Braves starting staff is starting to figure it out. The Braves bullpen, it's coming together. Yes, Will Smith is having his struggles, but Spencer Strider, Kenley Jansen will have a couple of hiccups here and there, but he's proven reliable in the closing role. The bullpen's starting to figure it out as well. And, and the offense is starting to come around, especially when it comes to the infield. Matt Olson last night had two doubles. Ozzie Albies has started to come alive a little bit as of late, you know, helping out when it comes to converting scoring opportunities. Austin Riley's getting hot again. My whole point is, is that you're starting to slowly but surely see a lot of aspects of the Braves continue to improve as time goes on. It's happening in increments. It's not all happening at once. But it's good to see the positive outcome for these Braves hitters, for the pitching staff, and for the bullpen. The one area, though, that continues to be a clear and glaring weakness for this team overall is the production of the outfield. And the thing is, is that that is going to continue. That actually right now is going to be a bit more impactful because of the fact that the Braves could go into the series with the limited Ronald Acuna Jr. and Marcelo Zuna. That means the Braves are going to have to rely more on Guillermo Heredia, Adam Duvall, Travis Demerit, as well as potentially William Contreras in the outfield. Now, Contreras is absolutely mashing at the plate. But he, obviously, as a converted catcher, has his limitations in the outfield. The problem is, is that if there's an outfield that has Heredia, two of the two of Heredia, Duvall, and Demerit, yes, your outfield defense may be, you know, one of the best versions of itself that the Braves can put out there without Acuna being involved. But you also, right now, basically have two automatic outs at the plate. Right now, Duvall has a, an OPS of 546 in the season. Heredia has an OPS of 468. Travis Demerit has literally been non-existent basically over the past two weeks at the plate. Right now, if Ozuna and Acuna are limited in this series against the Marlins, the Braves are going to run into offensive struggles towards the bottom of their order because the outfield bats are simply not producing. And so that's going to definitely be something to watch as well. Can the offense at all, can whoever plays in the outfield, can they at all muster some type of offense? If we're going to have to rely on names like Demerit, Heredia, and Duvall more often this series. 
Hopefully, the infield offense, again, Matt Olson had two doubles, you know, against Nola. He was really the only bat that had success against Nola on Thursday night. You know, can one of our infielders have be the best offensive player in this series against the Marlins to help us at least win two out of three? Sure, that's possible. But the Braves certainly could, you know, it'll be great to see the outfield defense perhaps be better than it has been with an Ozuna in, you know, left field. But for the Braves right now, the offense is what is pretty much in place to win games. When the Braves are going good, it's because their offense is going good. Can they get some type of production if they're going to have to rely on their lesser overall outfield talents? Who Talents who are right now more valuable defensively than they are offensively. Can one of those three, Heredia, Demerit, or Duvall, if they're going to be featured in the lineup, can one of those three have a decent to, you know, above average offensive series? If they can, that's going to be a big storyline for this series as well for the Braves to win it. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. It's going to always be fun when you get to see Memorial Day weekend celebrations and excitement at Truist Park. Hopefully the Braves can put together a third straight series in which they win or tie and get a winning record over this 10-game stretch against NL East opponents. And of course, we'll have all the coverage for you later on this weekend. You'll hear the latest from the Battery Power podcast. And then next week, we'll recap all the weekend's action on the Daily Hammer. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC, the Daily Hammer on the Battery Power Podcast Network, as well as the Battery Power Podcast and Road to Atlanta at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, and wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts, hit that subscribe button. That's where we'll be. Hopefully, we'll get good injury news when it comes to Marcelo Zuna and Ronald Acuna Jr. Maybe both can be in the lineup in multiple games and the offense can regain its form and we can get a couple wins or maybe even a series sweep against Miami this weekend. Until then, have a great Labor Day weekend. Enjoy family. Enjoy fun. Please stay safe and enjoy Braves baseball. Go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.